Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. If you are struggling with fluctuations on that scale, this is probably going to be, not probably, this is going to be the most beneficial episode of this podcast for you because I'm going to educate you on why those fluctuations take place. So firstly, I'm going to chat about weight loss versus fat loss so that you have an excellent understanding of that. Then I'm going to go into weight fluctuations and what causes weight fluctuations. Then I'm going to chat about weight loss plateaus and why you're potentially hitting them. So once you have all this information, that number on the scale won't make you as despondent as what it is possibly currently making you. And it's really going to help you push through those days where that scale is not budging. Before we get into that or into this episode, again, just a massive thank you to every single one of you who do take the time to listen to what I have to say and who do value my information that I'm, I'm handing over to you guys. If at any point you feel like you want to rate or review this podcast, I would really appreciate that. As I've said in the past, any rating or review from your side really does help that it reaches new people. And that's the goal at the end of the day so that we can educate. And I say we because I'm doing it with the help of you, that we can educate as many people as possible out there instead of them seeing all this fucking misleading influencer information online. So let's jump straight into it. Weight loss versus fat loss. Your body, your entire body carries weight. Everything on your body will reflect as weight on that scale. So whether you weigh yourself fully clothed, whether you weigh yourself with no clothes on, absolutely everything from the tip of your toes to the tip of your fingers carries weight. So the main contributors to your overall body weight would be the amount of muscle you have, would be the amount of water within the body, and would be the total amount of fat within the body. So as you can see, fat is a percentage of your body weight, but it's not a hundred percent of your body weight. Okay, so that is very important to understand. The weight on the scale that you see is your overall body weight of absolutely everything in and on your body when you get onto that scale. That number on the scale does not reflect fat 100% because of your body there's only a certain percentage which is fat. And I want you to listen to this next part very carefully. Write it down if you must as a reminder. You can lose fat one week, but you might not necessarily lose weight. So to make that easier to understand from a scale perspective is during a week or two weeks, you could drop in body fat, but you might not necessarily drop in body weight. So when you get on the scale, that fat that you've lost throughout the week, it may not reflect as weight lost on the scale. Because remember, you could have potentially gained muscle during some period of time. You could potentially have more water within your body. And maybe you've got some undigested food within your body as well. There could be a hormonal balance. I'm going to touch on all of these in the next section. But always remember that if you have lost fat over a week or two weeks, it might not necessarily reflect on the scale as weight lost. And that is why it is so important 
to look at any numbers or any stats on your health expedition, especially when it comes to the scale, in averages. So the average, you've got to check, is the average trending in a downward direction and not base it on every single data point of when you get onto that scale. And that's why we say it is good to use the number on the scale as a form, one form of progress measurement. But you've got to have a lot of other ways that you measure your progress just so that you don't get despondent because there's so many influencing factors that play a role in that number on the scale. And that brings me to the next part that I want to chat about, and that is weight fluctuations. Because I know that the panic can be real when you get onto that scale and you've put in hard work for a week or two weeks or three weeks, and that number has maybe gone up. And then you think to yourself, but what's the point of putting in all that hard work if the number is not dropping? And that's a lot of the times where people would usually give up because they think what they're doing is not working. So let's chat about weight fluctuations and what actually causes the fluctuating or the fluctuations on the scale. Number one for all the ladies out there is an hormonal imbalance. So basically at the start of your period or a couple of days leading up to your period and a couple of days into the start of your period, depending from person to person, you might see quite a substantial fluctuation on the scale. And speaking from experience here and my own personal body and menstrual cycle is I know for a fact I've drawn data on this extensively leading up to the start of my period, I that scale, that number on the scale fluctuates like crazy, like absolutely madness. And you know what the crazy thing is? You can do everything according to plan. You can have a 100% adherence to your plan for several weeks and that number on the scale might be ticking in a downward direction. Then let's say you about to start your period and it's weigh-in day, you get on the scale and boom, that number shoots up. Immediately you start worrying as to, shit, what have I done wrong? But you've done absolutely nothing wrong. Your adherence has been fantastic. But because there's an imbalance of hormones at that very moment within your body, your body is then potentially holding on to water. And that then reflects on the scale as weight. So it does not mean you have not lost fat during the weeks that you have been adhering to your plan. It just means that there's an imbalance in hormones. Your body is potentially holding on to water and that water is reflecting on the scale as weight. So I don't want you to panic if you do get onto the scale and you're about to start your period. The best thing that you can do here for ease of mind is to set a data collection point on that same day once every month. So for example, if it's a day before your period starts or the day that your period starts, collect that data, so the number on the scale, make a note on your tracking sheet and say period about to start. Then in a month's time when you're about to start your period again, collect that data. And over a couple of months, you would then be able to see, you know what, this is a trend. Um, you're picking up on a trend on your weight that 
every month, a day or two before your period, your weight fluctuates. And that's going to ease your mind as you move forward when it comes to that fluctuation. Then fluctuation factor, influencing factor number two is higher carbohydrates. So the moment you consume higher carbohydrates a day or two leading up to the day that you weigh in, your body's going to be holding onto water. Let's use as an analogy, we use carbohydrates as we say they're a sponge. When you put water into a sponge, that sponge holds onto the water. So when you consume extra carbohydrates or a higher day in carbohydrates, those carbohydrates are essentially, if you want to compare it to the sponge, essentially the sponge. So the more carbohydrates you consume, the more your body is going to hold on to water because one gram of carbohydrates can hold up to three to four grams of water. So now you can just imagine that, okay, cool, you have a high carb day, a pizza, for example, some beers to go with that. Your body is going to hold on to a substantial amount of water because of the higher carbohydrates. You then get on the scale the next day and you weigh yourself. That water adds to the weight in your body and that reflects on the scale. So yes, you may have been in a fantastic calorie deficit the entire week, even with your beer and your pizza. But because there's higher carbohydrates, that is going to reflect on the scale. And then number three, if you have a higher amount of sodium intake for a couple of days leading up to your weigh-in. So essentially what is happening is the more sodium you have in your body, the more water your body needs to hold on to equalize that rate of sodium and water. Okay, so again, remember, if you have high sodium days leading up to your weigh-in, your body is potentially going to be holding on to more water. So you could, again, you could have been in the best calorie deficit for weeks. And then you decide that you're going to have, I don't know, something that's exceptionally high in sodium, which is going to bring me to another point as well now. And then you get on the scale and your weight has fluctuated upwards. And immediately you're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And that's why it's so good to check your food logs, to check the amount of sodium you're consuming, to check the amount of carbohydrates that you are consuming so that you have a full understanding of where the weight fluctuation does come from. Now, if we take point number two and point number three together, a lot of the times when you are consuming higher carbohydrates in the form of pizza and beer, for example, with that higher carbohydrates, or your food choices, let's put it that way, would come a higher sodium rate because your pizza, your burgers, your takeaways, higher in carbs, but also quite processed. And the more processed they are, the higher they are in sodium. So that's like a boom. It's a combo. So your body is going to hold onto a fair amount of water. That water is going to reflect as weight. Factor number four, that can cause a fluctuation on the scale is let's say for example you have an exceptionally heavy lifting day at the gym or you do strenuous strenuous exercise what's going to happen is you're going to get little micro tears within your muscles to continue building the muscles the muscles need to break down so that they can build more muscles essentially at the end of the day what happens then is for those muscles to recover or those micro tears within the muscles 
to recover. The body holds on to water around those little micro tears so that the recovery process can take place. Again, and I think we, we're picking up on a trend here, again, your body's holding on to water and that water could then reflect on the scale as weight. And these are all the things that people don't chat about, but I think they are so important for you to know, especially when you are giving this your utmost best. So you are smashing it out in the gym. You are adhering to your calories. You are adhering to your plan. And you decide then once in a blue moon or once every second week, you're going to have a pizza and some beers and immediately that number fluctuates and you're like, what the fuck? You've done absolutely nothing wrong. I can assure you of that. It's just how it works. Okay. So don't get despondent if you do see a fluctuation because you've decided to have, again, I use the example, some pizzas and some beer, but whatever it is, right? Because that fluctuation is going to take place, but it subsides after a while. Then number five, if you have a higher calorie day, say leading up to your weigh-in, and again, it doesn't need to be higher carbs or higher sodium, just in general, you, you consume a little bit more food than what you would usually consume. That food also carries weight to it. Remember that. So now you've had a higher calorie day, maybe you've gone over your calories by 500 calories, and that can then reflect on the scale as weight as well. And then going with that, the next point, number whatever we're on, six, I think, if that food hasn't digested yet and you get on the scale, now remember, it hasn't digested yet. So that means it is still in your body and that carries weight to it. So even something as small as irregular bowel movements, if you are not having regular potty time, that could add to extra weight on the scale, right? So as you can see, there's so many influencing factors here. Certain medication, if you are taking certain medication, it could lead to your body holding on to water. I have seen, and I want you to know, I'm not a medical doctor. I This is just what I have seen. I have seen with members that I work with, if they have taken cortisone, for example, that number on the scale shoots up because of water retention within the body. So those are some things to remember when it comes to your weight fluctuations. If you are adhering to the plan and you are doing everything in your power and you're giving it your utmost best and that scale fluctuates, I want you to know that it's potentially most likely one of the things that I have just mentioned and got absolutely nothing to do with the fact that you have done anything wrong or that you are not sticking to your plan. All right, just remember that. And as you know, I am not Willy Wonker. I don't sugarcoat shit. So I want to also touch on the fact that if there is fluctuations taking place, right, and in the bottom of your heart, deep down inside, you know that you have not been consistent, right, and you have not adhered to the plan, then that is also potentially why fluctuations are taking place. So let's say, for example, you are about to start your period and five days leading up 
to the start of your period, you have consumed everything from chocolates to chips to ice cream, absolutely everything. Then, and this is me being very honest with you and real with you so that you understand it, then that fluctuation is going to potentially come from fat gain. Okay, if you have eaten an excessive amount of calories leading up to the start of your period. So yes, there will still be that water retention from a hormonal imbalance. But we can't take away from the fact that there has been overindulgence for several days leading up to it as well. So things like that you would also need to be brave enough to acknowledge to yourself and say, you know what, yes, there is an imbalance in hormones. Yes, that does cause a fluctuation. But the fact that you have potentially consumed an excessive amount of calories could also be what's causing the shift on the scale in the upward direction. Let's jump into the last part of this episode, your weight plateaus or your weight loss plateaus. Very often I hear people say, Mandy, I think I've plateaued my weight loss. I haven't, I haven't seen a shift on the scale. And my first question would be is, okay, how long has it been since you've seen a shift on that scale? Oh, one day, one week, one day, or one week, even two weeks is not a weight loss plateau. Okay, that's just a little bit of a stagnation and it could stem from several different things. Three to four weeks and more of you adhering to the plan, smashing out your daily non-negotiables, creating that high level of consistency, and there has not been a movement on the scale, your body composition, body measurements, for example, and you don't see a difference in your progress pictures, then yes, that would be a weight loss plateau. But one or two days or one week of not seeing a shift on the scale, is not a weight loss plateau. Some things to take into consideration here would, things that you need to ask yourself is, what are your levels of consistency looking like? That is going to be the first question that you need to ask yourself. Are you creating a calorie deficit and adhering to the plan seven out of seven days? Or are you only adhering to the plan five out of seven days? And I say five out of seven days because that would give you Monday to Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, you're like, yeah, what ifs. Then that does not mean you've hit a weight loss plateau. That means that there is not enough consistency from your side. And I, that is something that, that was me. During the week, I used to focus on smashing out the plan 100%. And then on the weekend, just not actually giving too much a shit of a shit about the plan. And I was wondering why I was not seeing a downward movement on the scale. But it's purely because I was not creating that good level of consistency. So that's something that you do need to take into consideration. I've had people come to me say, Mandy, I've hit a weight loss plateau. I say, cool, how does your weekly eating look? How does your weekly movement look? How does your weekly calories look? Except, no, great, fantastic. And then you have a look at the weekends and you're like, look, there's no consistency that's taking place on the weekends. Hence why there's actually no shift or that you can't see progress when it comes to that number on the scale. And then another consideration to think about when it comes to weight loss plateaus is everything that I mentioned with regards to your weight fluctuations. So again, 
assess how long you've been at a plateau for, assess your consistency levels, and then if everything is spot on, then have a look and say, cool, maybe have you started your period? Have you had a higher carb day? Have you had a higher sodium day? Have you had regular bowel movements? And then say, you know what, all of that is spot on. Okay, cool, I may have hit a weight loss plateau. But if you just started your periods, like I said, there could be that fluctuation on the scale, which means it's not a weight loss plateau, but rather a weight fluctuation. Another consideration would be, are you measuring your body composition? So are there certain areas such as your waist, your chest, your hips, your bicep, your thighs that you are measuring? And are you still seeing a decrease in those areas on your body? If the answer is yes, and you have been taking progress pictures, and you can see a difference on your progress pictures, that means that you are still losing body fat. Now remember right in the beginning of this episode, I said there's a difference between weight and fat, right? So there's a difference between weight loss and fat loss. If you are seeing a change in your body composition, but not on the scale, that means that fat loss is still taking place. So let's say, for example, you smashing it out in the gym and you lifting heavy. Remember, you could be building lean muscle mass. So now that lean muscle mass also carries weight to it. And that weight is overall weight of your body is reflected on the scale. So again, just because that number on the scale isn't dropping doesn't mean that you are not losing body fat and that you've hit a weight loss plateau. So again, that's something to take into consideration. And if you are not taking measurements of your body, or if you are not taking regular progress pictures, you have to start doing that. I urge you to start doing that because those are such a good form of measuring progress. That scale is an unreliable little fucker. And when that scale is not giving you the news that you want, I'm going to tell you now, your progress pictures are going to be eye-opening. Let's say you have really, really hit a weight loss plateau. So you've been adhering to your current calorie goals. You've been smashing out that protein. You've been smashing out those daily steps and your movements or your exercises. And that scale is just not budging. You don't see a change in your body composition. Then yeah, you've hit a weight loss plateau. Essentially what it means is you are no longer in a calorie deficit. So with the change of your body composition, for example, you might require or not might, you will require fewer calories throughout the day. So what you can do there is just maybe recalculate your calories to double check that the goal that you are aiming for every single day still places you within a calorie deficit amount. Because when you hit a weight loss plateau, the reason why the weight has plateaued or the fat loss has plateaued is because you are not within a calorie deficit anymore. So again, that means you might be consuming 1,500 calories a day, which was your deficit amount, with a change in your body composition now, your body only requires 1,500 calories. 
And if you're consuming 1,500 calories, that puts you on maintenance amount. Hence why the weight has plateaued. So that's something to take into consideration as well and to check as you move forward. Always remember, as your body composition changes, you are going to require fewer calories. If you feel that you have learned from this and you feel like, oh my goodness, this is amazing and Mandy really knows what she's talking about. I wish I had her as a coach. You can sign up to my next program. I am closing enrollment on the 12th of September. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your beer and pizza loving friend, Mandy.